Welcome to episode three of the Enjoying God podcast, a conversation where we journey through what it means to live for God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what prayer is, is at the end of the day, it's giving it to Him because I'm not in the trouble. Yeah. So I started wandering around just finding random inanimate objects and I would like pray to them, but I'd be like, wow. Pick up like a, a book and just be like, hey God, having a really nice day today. You know, <laughs> I hate praying. They said, and you know, as a pastor, you think, oh, you know, like, you know, my own child doesn't want to want to pray. And we're back for episode three of the Enjoying God podcast. If you're just joining us for this episode, episode one, make sure you go back and listen to it. It's all about learning to enjoy God in the way that He's made us, the way that He's wired us. Last episode, episode two, we were exploring this idea of. The fact that God, God, has, God has brought us into a relationship with him. He's the God of grace. He's done it all through Jesus. Uh, but our experience of that relationship is very much a two-way thing. And we were talking about how to foster that. Today, James, Nick, we're talking about prayer. When you think about prayer, what, any thoughts come to mind just to kick us off? Oh, look, uh, I mean, prayer is good. But one of the things <laughs> that uh, I think of recently where my mum uh, had a good friend where uh, she's going through a rough time. And my mum's not great, let's say, with the uh, text message uh, and the autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a friend said, oh, I'd love you to pray. And, and my mum, in her words, she, she thought she was replying, um, I will pray for you. Mm. But she put in the word not, I will not pray for you. And sent <laughs> it. <laughs> and then moments, you know, a couple weeks by and her friend said, oh, thank you. For your honesty, you know. She's like, what do you mean? Like, well, you said you would not pray for me. She That's said, thank you for it. <laughs> I understand you're probably busy. And she's like, no, 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 sorry. I meant to pray for you. But anyway. That's um, awesome. Yeah. My first memory of prayer was when I was a kid. And um, I remember being like four or five, visiting a friend in Queensland. And this friend, who was also a four or five-year-old, said to me, did you know that God's everywhere? My scripture teacher told me God is everywhere. And I was like, God's everywhere? That means God's in everything. And so I started wandering around just finding random inanimate objects. And I would like pray to them. But I'd be like, "Wow!" You know, pick up like a, a book and just be like, hey, God, <laughs> having a really nice day today. You know, it's really <laughs> sunny outside. And I just remember vividly. And then I got caught at one point by my mom. And being like, what are you doing? I was <laughs> praying to God. Why are you talking to that toaster? And just to be clear, that stopped, right? You don't do that anymore? Uh, yeah, right. recently. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. nice. <laughs> Good. Well, I think it's great we're talking about prayer um, because I, re- I read recently uh, during the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the Google searches for prayer skyrocketed. Right. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. It's quite telling. Uh, prayer, you know, for some people, it's easy. They love it. But for many people, it's quite a struggle. Why do you guys think that is? Well, I think, uh, look, if I put my cards on the table, I would be someone who struggles with prayer. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, sort of, you know, dear God, and then, oh, look, a bird. Yep. <laughs> and uh, being bird a bird watcher, watcher <laughs> that, that doesn't help. So uh, in terms of partly the, the distraction thing, you know, it's sort of I'm in, I, w- I want to pray, um, but it, it's just I, I find it a struggle. Sure. Um, yeah, it's really helpful. I'm not a natural prayer. So to speak. Yeah, I think I am a natural prayer and I still find it really hard sometimes. Um, you know, I, st- I get distracted by birds all the time and I'm not even a bird watcher. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, prayer is one of the fundamental dynamics of my faith and it's a really beautiful thing. And well, I think we'll talk about that later. But, but yeah, I just want to own the fact that even if you find prayer something normal and natural, it still gets really hard. Like you're talking to thin air sometimes. It just feels like you're speaking to nobody. Um, even though you know God is there and he loves you and he hears you. 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a funny dynamic sometimes. Mm. So why do people find it hard though? I mean, you've got, I guess, the um, just normal normal distractions of life. You know, we get distracted by our phones. We get distracted by the you know, people in our household and the things that we've got to do. But there are certainly some spiritual reasons as well. What do you guys think in terms of why people find it hard to pray? Yeah, I think the, yeah, there's a distraction thing, but also too, uh, what you're saying, like you can't, I mean, it's hard enough talking to people you can see in terms of just actually talking and being honest and let alone someone you can't see. So there's that, there is a, that, that heart, like it, that mm. is, and I think that's, that's important to acknowledge. Uh, I mean, in the end, sometimes it can just it, it can come down to laziness. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's a great point. I don't, you know, like um, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, or probably more common one is pride. Like, oh, it's all right. I got this. Yeah, totally. Yes. Um, well, I was going to say before that, like the, the Google search where people are searching prayer, it's because they're running into this significant trouble in their life. That's yeah. a moment when people find it easy to pray. But yeah, when things are going pretty naturally good and you're flowing along. A self-reliance. Is self-reliance. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, I think that's the spiritual thing you're picking up on. Totally. There's like a deep-seated pride. And amongst Christians who have been following the Lord forever, um, you know, you've got this deep faith in Jesus, but so often we just fall back into relying on ourselves. Mm. It makes it really difficult. So prayer, what would you say to someone who is... Is thinking, well, why do I need to pray? Paint us the picture about the beauty of prayer. Well, we've already covered how amazing the gospel is, that you have been loved and cherished by God enough that he would die for you, that he would love you and draw you back into relationship with him. And we've talked about how you find yourself being not just saved and have a status of forgiveness, but you, you are restored to a relationship with God. And prayer is beautiful because prayer is where you you get to enjoy that relationship, I think. Prayer is the dynamic where God is no longer just this distant figure um, in the sky who you think about, who guides your morality. And it, God becomes this, this father who you, you get to pour your heart out to. Um, you get to speak to him in a, in a way that, that no one else could listen or do anything about. Um, prayer is this moment where you, you really actually get to live out and experience the intimacy of that relationship. Mm. Yeah, so I think prayer is just a phenomenal privilege. It's hard and we, sometimes we really, you know, struggle with it, but but equally some of the best moments in my life have been in prayer. So, um, and when you're praying, Nick, I mean, you've just painted a beautiful picture there of the beauty of prayer and what it means to you. When you are praying, what are you, are you doing? Because the basic thing is like prayer, just talking to God. Yeah. But the way you're just talking about it, it's, it seems more you just it's it's more than just a casual conversation. The yeah. way you're talking about it. So yeah. Well, I think there's moments for casual conversation. I think you know, like any relationship, you're gonna have light moments where you just get to walk alongside each other. So sometimes I'm just walking to get a coffee. I just go, hey God, thanks for this sunshine. You know, you always care for me. You know, that's a casual moment. But but there are moments also where I want to just commit to significant time. Um, which I would say where I come specifically and intentionally into the presence of God, um, where I'm not just, you know, talking to God while I make toast in the morning, um, but I'm actually giving him my full attention and speaking to him really clearly. Um, so how, how should that, that how moment? Should what, yeah, what? well, so, okay, I start my morning. Yeah. I wake up, I have a shower, because otherwise I'm completely asleep. 
and I can't do anything. Yep. But after I've had a shower and got dressed, I make my coffee, I sit down at my dining table, I read a bit of the Bible, and I kind of let that be fuel for my prayer. Mm. And I stop and I try to spend 15, 20, 30 minutes just speaking to God um, from what He's spoken to me in the Word. Um, and then from that, just, just to enjoy the, the relationship that I have with Him. Mm. Sometimes, you know, it feels a bit dry and I, you know, I'm not too sure what I'm saying or what I'm thinking about. But that's when God's given us really great tools like um, the Lord's Prayer. I often find really helpful to guide my prayer when I'm not too sure what to pray. I go, oh, Father in heaven. And I go, well, God, you're my father. You, you love me like a dad and you care for me so, so intimately. You know, hallowed be your name. This world doesn't exist for me. It exists for you. I want to honor you with my whole life. You know what I mean? So it's this, mm. it's, it's this set time where no matter what the format is, I just want to give my full attention to God and to just enjoy who he is to me. Yeah. And because uh, as I hear that, right, uh, I guess picking up what we talked about in episode one, I guess one level, if I'm honest, is sort of a skepticism. That comes out, you're like, oh, but also jealousy as well. Like, oh, <laughs> like, is it real? Like, no, actually, I do. I believe you. That's real. Like, what you're talking about, you actually enjoying God in in prayer. Uh, but there's also jealousy. But also to, uh, but I love that. Like, I'm, I'm as it were, w- I'm wooed and wanting to enjoy God more, even just hearing that. Like, I want what you have. Yeah. In that moment. Um, What's right? In terms of that, that deeper. Uh, connection with God and just that pouring out to Him. Right. And I think it's just something that we all need to pursue, whether you find it easier or harder. Mm. Um, some of the advice that the Puritans, these were some Christians back in the 16th century. Um, you know, well, a back. A lot of history there, but um, they were really serious about holiness and really serious about faithfulness to God. And really simple advice that they give to anyone learning to pray is pray until you pray. And so, so often I I wake up in the morning and I come to a time with God and I'm actually distracted by my own world and I'm fixated on myself. Um, And the advice is, well, just keep praying until you actually pray. Mm. And so what I find myself doing is um, just trying to capture something about who God is and just praise Him for it and pursue that thought. There's been times when I've just been praying and I'm just sitting there thinking about what's going to happen for the rest of the day when God has just completely stepped into the room with me and, and I've just been completely overcome by the glory of his presence and the holiness of just who God is. And, and I can only explain it that, that it's just him giving me a glimpse of him because mm. I was taking the time to stop and just be with him. Mm. Um, and and it, those are some of the moments that, that I wouldn't trade for anything. There are great moments in life, like my wedding, um, hopefully the, the birth of my child. There are going to be great moments. But I think these moments where God just just opens your eyes to who He truly is as you just sit with Him and talk with Him. And I just find myself sometimes just, like, get a little bit real for you, like just crying, just because I'm overcome by how much of a failure I am, but how amazing that God loves me just as I sit there with Him. Um, and that's a very unique experience. It doesn't happen very often. But... When we persist in prayer, we open ourselves up to the opportunity to enjoy God in a way that we otherwise wouldn't. See, I don't know if I've ever, I mean, I love that. I don't know if I've ever had a similar experience like that in prayer. But maybe because I'm not praying until I pray. But I want it. But I don't know if I've had it similar, in, but maybe it's the, the word, like, but I want what you've got, that. But I've not, yeah. think, if I'm honest, experienced something like that. That's okay. Tell me, tell me about prayer for you. Uh, like I think, for me, uh, this is in some ways pragmatic. But 
I the, the reason why I need to pray is because it reminds me at the end of that I'm not in control. Mm. So one example is uh, my one of my kids uh, basically said, uh, teaching them read the Bible and pray. I hate praying. They said, <laughs> and you know, as a pastor, you think, oh no, <laughs> you know, like you know, here's my own child doesn't want to want to pray. And so I went into management mode. All right, I got to do this. I got to you know, uh, like read this book, with this blog, how do I get my child to pray? Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. And then in the end, after a while, I was like, hang on, why don't I just pray that she wants to pray? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did. And not that long after, she prayed. Wow. wow. And it was from the heart. And those moments remind me, I guess in those moments, I have that, uh, I guess that experience of like, oh, that's right. James Glenn's not in control. God is in control. Yeah, I think and you've touched on the fact that prayer is not just the relational thing too. There's power in prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a great book, you know, as a sort of realising, I'm not touchy-feely kind of guy, but The <laughs> Praying Life by um, Paul Miller mm. is mm. is kind of that, it was a very helpful book because it was a bit more touchy-feely on, on what is prayer. And there's a beautiful moment where it says, until you realise you can't change your child, you won't pray. And mm, wow. that that was very helpful for me, uh, amongst a whole bunch of things in that book. But realizing that it's the power is not in me; uh, it is in God, and that's what prayer is. Mm. Is at the end of the day, it's giving it to Him mm. because I'm not in control. Yeah, um, I'm not sovereign. I'm not. I can't change people. That's God's business, not yes. my business. Yes, mm. which I think is a thorough dynamic that we have to embrace as Christians that we aren't pursuing our own ambitions and our own glory, but we have been saved for the glory of Christ. Mm. And so there's this sense that prayer is where we actually need to just turn it over to God and allow God to be the one who's in control, but also the one who dictates the the journey that we're on. Mm. And I think when I get to that set, that's when I enjoy God because I'm actually enjoying God for who he is uh, as as the sovereign one, as the one who's in control, as the, the, the transform. You know, I'm enjoying... And that's what prayer is. It's actually that it's the reality check of um, who I am mm. and who God is and not taking what God does and putting it onto my job description. Yes. Mm. As it were. That's, this is God's business. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Can I just read a quick quote to you? Yeah. I really love this. It's by a guy called William Law, 17th century. I'm really into the historical dudes this episode. My bad. <laughs> but anyway, this is a really great quote. He says, Prayer is the nearest approach to God and the highest enjoyment of him that we are capable of in this life. It's a pretty big call. Yeah. That's great. Um, and I think it's my experience. I mean, it sounds like that's your experience too in a different way. Mm. Um, but I think what we're exploring here is that even in the single act of prayer, the way that we approach it is different depending on who we are. Mm. Um, so maybe we should just have a moment to talk about different ways that we pray um, in our rhythms and our schedules and how we can encourage others to and that's a great question nick and i think we need to get to that uh, before we get there let's have a little bit of a break and we'll come back and get into some of those real practical nuts and bolts So we're thinking about how we can 
ago about praying. And, uh, you know, Nick and Jamesy both have shared you're wired differently and that kind of shapes some of the ways you approach prayer. I guess one of the things I've found helpful is, um, yes, God may have wired me in a certain way and there may be a certain certain type of um, way of praying that I really connect with, but also just tossing it up and trying different things. Mm. I, I remember one of the most helpful books I read is a book by John Piper called When I Don't Desire God. Wow. And uh, in that book, he... he well, he's helping people grapple with those times when they find it hard to enjoy God. And one of the things he says, I think each chapter from memory, I read it ages ago, but he gives you a different practical suggestion of fueling your enjoyment with God by just trying different things. So I think he's got a whole chapter about going out into nature and just uh, being abung- amongst the birds and the and the trees and, and letting that shape and fuel your enjoyment of God in prayer. Um, I think just tossing up and trying different things is really helpful. You know, going for the prayer walks—that's really helpful for me. Just saying, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go for a short walk and pray while I walk. That's been great. Whereas there's other times where it's shutting myself in the room, being away from everyone, and having those quiet times where I meditate on the Word of God. And because I think it's a helpful point, because particularly as you get older as an adult, you sort of get just stuck in your own ways. You're yeah. Like, well, I've done this and I've done this for the last 10, 20 years. And you're kind of like, well, I don't need to learn anything new, but I think we do. Yeah. And I think we're like, what do other people do and yeah. learning things and, right. and giving so, it a go. So if you're a person that, um, you know, you love the kind of free form, ex- free expressive prayers, why don't you open up some of the written prayers uh, that have been used for centuries and read some of those? Check out the Valley of Vision. Yeah. The book of prayers that are beautiful. Yeah. And maybe it's not something you'll do every day for the rest of your life, but gee, it'll add a bit of great variety and shape your prayer life. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great advice, Andrew. And I think like if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing it's because you want to embrace an enjoyment of God that's greater than what you're currently experiencing. Mm. So of course, that's going to require us to step out of what we're currently doing and try new things. Yeah. Um, And I think it's working out. So for me, like there's sort of the on the run prayers, I'm kind of, I naturally do more. So, I mean, I have a thing where uh, I have different symbols to pray that triggers for me to pray for certain people. Wow. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, on the elevator, the LG, lower ground. I have a mm. friend called LG. And so whenever I see that, I pray for her. <laughs> wow. Um, or there's someone, you know, the sort of the fat of the leftover meals, you know, it just oh, yeah. gets a solid thing. That's a trigger for someone else at church. So all sorts of random things. You are crazy. And I, I, I associate, but it, it's those are moments of. This is a side of you that I've never seen. But again. it helpful. It was like praying for people on the run and those kind of That's things. That's really good. I read another book um, called The Common Rule. Um, that talks about just trying to redeem the regular rhythms of life and turn them for a spiritual purpose. Um, everybody eats a meal. So what if prayer was attached to when you eat? Um, mm. Everybody wakes up in the morning. So what if you just began your day with a quick prayer? Um, mm. Another book, The Liturgy of the Ordinary. It's just trying to take the normal rhythms of our life and embrace a prayerfulness in the mm. midst of them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it's really like, so I do the more, as it were, casual on the run prayers, but... I, I do I need to go I, go deeper yeah and do what you're so you're saying before Nick of actually rather than having a whole bunch of small talk with God yeah I actually need to turn deeper and though it's harder for me and so I think part of the ways of sort of uh, because of a bit verbal process actually speaking prayers out loud yep which you do look a bit like a crazy person when you're going for a walk or a drive uh, but it's been helpful for me of like actually talking to God 
and for those deeper times um, of being real with him, of praying to him, of praising yeah. him, of thanking him, and I've had to, it's, it's not a natural thing, but I guess as Christians, we're not into the natural, we're into the redeemed. Yeah, wow. And so it's pushing myself, at, so actually I need to carve out this time and do it. Look, it's like going yeah. to the gym. Every time I've done it, I've been thankful to do it. Yeah. But my initial thing going in was like, oh. Mm. You know. Yeah. And again, I think my advice there would be pray until you pray. Um, mm. Just keep praying and trying. And remember that you're not just talking. Prayer isn't just talking out loud. You're speaking to God who listens mm. and who answers. And so why don't you ask God yeah. to give you a deeper sense of joy when you pray? Yeah. And to actually show more of himself to you when you pray. Yeah. I'm a lists person. I mean, there's times when I, I yeah. don't need a list when I pray. Um, you, and you are a list person. But I, yeah, I do, yeah, I do like a good list. And so um, I've found it very helpful over the years, you know, having a, a list of, of um, Christians I pray for, a list of non, non-believers I'm praying for that they'll come to Christ, a list of people in church, stuff about my family. And, uh, you know, big shout out to the Prayer Mate app has been really helpful yeah, nice. because every, every day it just takes a certain number of prayers that I've written from all the different lists uh, you know, world mission is another one or political leaders, whatever it is. And it just randomizes them and, and gives me a, a curated list of eight or nine things I pray for each day. That's super helpful because it provides some structure. Yeah. And and uh, Paul Miller and Praying Life adds something on top of that, which I found helpful was uh, write down, he has cards, which he writes down all these things on. And then when God answers that prayer, write the date on it. All the, oh, that's all the time. That's cool. And because I found, I remember in high school praying uh, for a friend of mine that should become a Christian, and she did. Wow. And I wrote it down. But uh, those two or three years later, after she became a Christian, I found the card and realized, oh, God had actually answered that prayer. Mm. But I hadn't stopped to thank God that answered prayer. Yeah. And I realized, bit writing them down as you as you do, but also the answering. Uh, really taps into that skepticism of actually does God answer prayer? Yeah. He does. Often I just f- fail to remember or yeah, to well, see him. Which is yeah. why a lot of people do prayer journals. Mm. Right? They write out their prayers in full. And yeah, they yeah, can yeah. read back and see the ones God's answered. Yeah, yeah. So that has never yes, worked for me. This is great. But I know lots of people it works really well for mm. the prayer journals. Here's my challenge. Um, I reckon if you're not a person who does this, give this a try. Try and carve out even just half an hour as one of the first things you do in your day and just commit it to prayer for a week, for a, a month. Um, and just watch how, one, that time of prayer enriches your relationship with God, but two, how it just completely reshapes your entire day when you begin with God and actually you know, invite Him into that space and then you go about the rest of your day. Watch how you actually start to pray along the way because you've already begun with God. Um, I think that's been the, the biggest tip that I was given that had the best fruit for my prayer life. Make prayer that's the first great. Thing but you if you said half an hour, if you've only got five minutes, take it. Yeah. Yep. And if you've got like a crazy season of life with kids everywhere, I think that's important know, to say, you know, find your best time. Yeah, mm, that's right. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna, there's never going to be a perfect time. Mm. But what I like about you said, Nick, it, it, because I, I said that, I think all the excuses kind of well up. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. <laughs> but I think good. you need, I, I need to hear that because it pushes me. Yeah. And because I think, oh, nah. But like a good coach, um, I need that to push me, to grow me, because I'm never going to grow my prayer life if I just sit and do nothing or spill out the excuses. That's a great teaser for our next episode when we explore more deeply what it looks like to enjoy God through the Bible can encourage you to keep sharing this with your friends and with your family 
And until next episode, keep enjoying God.